All right, biohackers, who doesn't love a yummy, creamy whey protein shake? Oh, it is such a treat. And I really love it as a meal replacement, post-workout recovery, maybe even a midday snack. So this is why I have to tell you about Puri Protein Powder. I absolutely love the bourbon vanilla flavor and the chocolate, but I think I got to go with the, the vanilla as my favorite. So it's smooth, it's delicious. And you know what else? It's pretty awesome that the flavors come from real natural ingredients like the bourbon vanilla seeds from Madagascar. And let's talk about quality because there's a lot of junk whey protein on the market that I would not recommend. So the Puree whey protein, it comes from pasture-raised cow's milk with no hormones, no GMOs, and no pesticides. This is because Puree's mission has always been to be the best at offering pure, clean, and superior products that, that support health and well-being. And what I think truly sets them apart is that they are fully transparent with their product testing. Every batch is third-party tested against more than 200 contaminants and certified clean by the Clean Label Projects. Not all brands can say this. Plus, each product contains a QR code so you can personally scan it and review the test results at home. I know you're excited to try it out. So what you're going to do is head on over to puri.com slash biohackerbabes. That's P-U-O-R-I.com slash biohackerbabes. And then make sure you use promo code biohackerbabes at checkout to save 20%. All right, let's get back to the show. If we all were just taught to accept ourselves and love ourselves as we are and not trying to change or take drugs to be different. And that's what I like about plant medicine. It's like acceptance of self. Hey there, welcome to the Biohacker Babes podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Renee, a certified nutritional consultant with a master's degree in nutrition. What's up? And I'm Lauren, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and Czech movement specialist. We're sisters and we're joining forces to empower you to become your own biohacker and upgrade your life. Our mission is to provide actionable steps so you can optimize your health, strengthen your intuition, and support your body's natural healing abilities. Because life is too short to not feel your best every single day. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to episode 192 of the Biohacker Babes. I am Lauren tuning in today from Maryland and I'm joined by my sister across the country in Las Vegas. No, I like that. Nevada. Nevada. Hello, hello. Hello, sister. It's sister, a sister, sister, sister podcast. Sorry to jump ahead, but... <laughs> Sister, yep. sister. Okay, wait. Before we get to that pop quiz question of the day, have you experienced any synchronicities in your life as of late? Oh. I know I'm totally putting you on the spot. I honestly can't even answer that right now because I just got done a brain tap and I can't say that my brain is back online at the moment. <laughs> I have oh, to actually... What kind of brain waves did you choose? I... Well, I did theta, but I only did 15 minutes of a 13, 15 minutes of a 30 minute session. See, clearly my brain's not back on yet. I like think I started to fall asleep and then I, my alarm went off to get me up. So um, I, I have to really think about that answer. Okay. She's in monk mode, folks. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do come you, back online later. Do you have one? Yes, I do. Which it's so unfair to put 
that question on you because I was thinking about it. So, okay, I'll answer my own question. It's usually how it works. Human design keeps popping up and it's really crazy because we're talking about it in today's podcast, but I've had it pop up in a few different places recently. And my brain immediately went to, why haven't I, you know, taken a deep dive on this before, but it wasn't the time. But as of late, the universe has been like human design, human design. Are you listening? (laughs) So now I'm going to pay attention. So I'm doing a deep dive in human design. And for those of you that are listening, if you don't know about human design, well, you got to wait and listen to the podcast. We're going to talk about it. (laughs) So we have two other sisters. So it's going to be a sister foursome today. We have Megan and Nicole from Zenchronicity. They live in Colorado Springs, Colorado. They have their own podcast. So it's like sisters, podcasters, all the things, holistic healers. We're really excited to talk to them today about psychedelic medicine specifically. So they founded a microdosing mentorship program that supports healing through psilocybin. They've both been called to use this medicine themselves and to educate on it. And they're just magical. I don't want to say too much. Yeah, we'll save the magic for the episode, but I would love to hang out with them in person. They were just so fun to chat with. And I think their mission is just so incredible. And like big picture, I still feel like they're pretty young for how big of a mission they are on and how successful they have been so far. I know there's a lot coming in the next couple of years, but they're just going to be unstoppable. I think I'm really inspired by their optimism. I think sometimes I'm, I don't know, could be a healthful skeptic and potentially pessimist, but I really love where their heads are at and their beliefs and where this third wave of psychedelic medicine is going. So I think there's just so much good to come out of this, but also they're fighting the good fight and encouraging others to do so. So you will learn more soon. Let me tell you a little bit about Megan and Nicole. They are microdosing institute certified mental health experts specializing in psychedelic medicine. They are sisters and founders of Zenchronicity, a plant medicine microdosing mentorship program that supports healing through psilocybin. Megan is also a certified holistic nutritionist, health coach, and both are trauma-informed yoga teachers and experts in psychedelic medicine. They're also precious stone jewelry makers, crystal experts, and Megan is a gifted astrologer. They've been featured in Forbes, Authority Magazine, Psychedelic Spotlight, Microdose Buzz, Yahoo, Bustle, Best Life Online, and together they host the Zenchronicity Podcast. All of their resources so you can learn more about them, engage with them, and learn from them are down in the show notes. So scroll down and we hope you enjoy this one. Megan and Nicole, welcome to the Biohacker Babes podcast. We are so happy to have a sister, sister podcast today. (laughs) Thanks so much for having us. We're excited to be here. We are. Yes. I love the mushroom behind you. And if anyone didn't read the title, hopefully you did. And that's why you're drawn to the episode. But we are going to talk about psychedelics and plant medicine today. And we have a lot of commonalities here. We're sisters. We're all podcasters. We're all interested and educated in psychedelics. And we all come from a very holistic perspective. And I think that's really important to us because we believe plant medicines don't exist in a silo. They're not a magic pill. And with this massive resurgence into the public space, we hold a lot of responsibility to introduce these substances. You both have fascinating stories, which I'm really excited to share with our audience. And you're both doing incredible work in this space. So I'm going to throw two questions at you off the bat, and Mm -hmm. I can repeat them if you need. But one, tell us what Zenchronicity is. What does it stand for? And then I would love to know from both of you, 
how has your relationship to plant medicines, and that could be psilocybin specifically, changed? What was it initially when you first met and how does it exist currently in your in your life now? So Zenchronicity is actually a play on words. If you've ever heard of the word synchronicity, Zenchronicity came from that. And synchronicities are the universal language to know that you're in alignment and that it it's what speaks to you. Uh, so we kept hearing microdosing, 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 and was like, I'm completely against psychedelics. I don't know. Like that's how you end up in a psych ward, you know, since like three years ago when COVID first hit really straight edge in private aviation was like, you know, I can't do anything bad because I can't lose my amazing job. Uh, universe had different plans and COVID hit. And I, I think that a lot of people had their awakenings during that time when you kind of had to hit pause on your life and really look at it. And we had been doing, you know, trauma training. We are both yoga teachers, trauma-informed yoga, this and that. We knew we had a lot of trauma from our childhood. We grew up with a father that was a severe alcoholic. We, when I was six and Nicole was 10, our mother had a psychological break in on a Mexico vacation, uh, you know, like full on looked possessed by demons, was throwing shit and she's 120 pounds. When your mom can, you remember those like 90s TVs? When your 120 pound mom can pick up a 60 pound TV and throw it across the room, that changes your life. Um, you know, straight jacket, the whole nine yards on the plane on the way home was in a psych ward. Nobody could tell us what happened. Uh, mm. And, you know, yeah. theories. <laughs> had theories. theories. They said she's bipolar. They said she's this. They said she's they that. She's drugged. Yeah. And none of that ever really sounded right because she actually had shock therapy, came back. Uh, we have an uncle that's a neurosurgeon that actually came out and was helping the doctors bring her back. And we realized that, no, my mom just had such severe trauma in her life that she finally just cracked. It's like a, you know, alcoholism or anything is like a slow form of suicide. Well, my mom wasn't an addict, but she just had, her mom had just died of brain cancer and breast cancer. She had cancer all over really horrifically. My dad had asked her for a divorce. You know, she had been raising us in an alcoholic home. Her, she was the d daughter of an alcoholic. It was just all this compound trauma to the point where her psyche just snapped. And then she came back and she wasn't mentally ill. It was like she had hit her threshold. So we'd had all these things happen in our lives where it was like, okay, time out. Like, let's actually look at this. And during COVID, we got the opportunity to sit down and, you know, coming back to Colorado and a club in California, I was in DC and we both ended up moving back here into like our origin and really having to look at that and deal with your stuff. I don't think intergeneration has ever had to do that, you know, and they're finding now that trauma is compounded in the DNA, right? They can even see trauma in DNA and it's not commonly talked about, but I was just reading an article on that the other day and it's like, well, how come they know this, but yet they're going to put you on SSRI blockers and on all of these things that don't heal into the DNA. So going back to like the synchronicities, um, you know, we kept hearing whispers of microdosing, microdosing. And I was like, all right, more than just microdosing. I'm awake enough to realize when I'm hearing the same thing from different sources that don't even know each other, like something's happening. 
And I went out for, she's one of my best friends. She lives in Laguna Beach and she's always been more awake to plant medicine than I have. And for whatever reason, I went to a sound bath ceremony and tried rape or as we call it in America, hape. And, uh, you know, it, I blew it up my left nostril. The shaman did. I was very arrogant. I'm a double Aries. So I was like, I could do this, bring it on. Like, he's like, all right, you want me to like blow your mind? I was like, sure. Fine, let's do it. Literally. No idea what possessed me. Literally. Like my girlfriend Benet is sitting there just like, what what has happened to Megan? Like, what is going on? Don't think I didn't really sleep the night before because it had been her birthday party. No idea. Anyway, blows it up my left nostril. I see white light. I was just, I I've never then I actually felt my chakras for the first time. I'd always believed in chakras, I believed in energy, but when it hit my heart chakra. And it bounced. The energy wouldn't even go through my heart chakra. I looked at the shaman. I said, I can't breathe. I'm going to die. And he started laughing. He's like, you're not going to die. And Benet's like, just breathe. You're fine. And I was like, I can't. And, you know, it probably only lasted 10 seconds, but it was so much of my trauma, like replayed in my head. There was a huge heartbreak when I was like 23 and all of this energy. And then it like pushed out of my heart chakra. And then I felt the rest of my chakras come online. And then I could feel music in my cells because we were actually at a sound bath ceremony. And he's like, now I have to do the right side. And I'm like, you do. <laughs> and he's like, I have to because it balances. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Oh, and then he did no. the right side. And the right side is light. It wasn't nearly as bad. But about five minutes after that, I started projectile vomiting. And there was just like so much to purge. That usually doesn't happen to people. I'm very weird. I'm also a projector. Tends to have different projectors more than other energy types. If you don't know what that is, look up human design. And it's just because we carry other people's energy. So who knows what I was purging. So all of this. And then I came back and took a nap, woke up and had a whole different relationship with plant medicine. Then I was on a war path to get microdosing, get magic mushrooms, do ayahuasca. It was like the whole lid had been blown off of things. And somehow in my soul, I just knew this was everything that I had been missing. And, you know, rape is just nicotine. It's nicotine mixed with herbs. So it's still plant medicine, but it's not even as profound in my book as psilocybin and stuff like that. So I found a microdosing coach, started microdosing, started like really pulling up trauma and dealing with it. And then I uh, couldn't find anybody that would serve rape and things like that. So we started, you know, like I found a shaman, learned how to do it, started doing our own ceremonies. And it kind of just spiraled from there. You know, Nicole started microdosing. She got a coach and then our mom started doing it. Haven't got the dad to do it yet, us. but um, it just, and what we started seeing was just, I was so self-aware. I was able to change patternings in the moment instead of going to the shoulds, should have done that, should have done this. And we have a whole thing in our program that's don't should on me. Don't do that. It's it's such a negative programming to be in. You know, act in the moment to the best of your ability, but don't go into the shoulds because that's shame and guilt and pain. It's mm-hmm. epinephrine in the brain. So that's kind of a... you have anything to add to that? Hmm. Um, well, it's, it's funny because like this... The synchronicities started happening like a very long time ago. You know, we talked before this, like 14 years ago, we named a dog Rasta Mm -hmm. um, after Rastafarianism. They smoke weed to get closer to God. And when we were actually, Megan is a holistic nutritionist. When we, she was taking a class 
with about marijuana, THC particularly, and pregnancy when actually the download happened for the name of the company. So there's been all these like little itty bitty like breadcrumbs, I guess, along the way of like, you know, I was, I used to smoke a lot of weed and like it was more used for disassociation of just like all of my own things. But I I remember like people around us, it was like, oh, you know, like people are doing ayahuasca and people are like healing these things, you know, but it wasn't like, it wasn't there yet. It wasn't, it wasn't, we weren't ready for it yet. But, you know, and you had said like, you asked like the relationship between plant medicine then versus now, you know, it's, it it went from this like tool, which it still is. Um, I mean, I, I really never thought about it like back in the day, like what, you know, when I was smoking weed, like, am I getting closer to God? You know, it was just more like, I really like this feeling. This is nice. I can just check out and watch like, um, what was that crazy show nature or something? I can't remember what it was on the discovery channel. Right. And just like watch, watch earth <laughs> Anything Earth on that channel. Yeah. It yeah. was like planet earth or something. I can't remember what the name of it was called, but you know, and you just got to just zone and be, and now it's like, wow, there's so much more than just like getting high and watching nature. Um, now it's like, you have a full, you can go outside and be in nature while you're having these journeys and these experiences that are profound in their healing and their, it's, it's a very much different relationship from what it once was. And it went from hearing it to now, like fully putting a program together to help other people Im- implement it into their lives and to understand and have this like a beautiful relationship with it. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah. I'm hearing the synchronicity of Zen in both sides, like the Zen of checking out. And you also said the Zen of being closer to God. So how do we use the Zen to step into our lives and be, I guess we could say better humans. So I right. love, I love all of the drippings yes, and the Zen quality that exists in all of that space. Well, and our logo is actually from Megan's ayahuasca trip. Um, so when Megan went down and did ayahuasca in Mexico before the company really became to flourish and she came back and she was like, oh my God, I saw this. And like, this has to be a thing because I became it. And, like, and I was like, uh, okay. And, like she's like explaining to me mushroom. and I'm like sketching it. And so that's like how our logo came to be. So there's a lot of like synchronicities and synchronicities and all of these things that just have kind of beautifully webbed to um, weave together to form what we have. Yeah. Beautiful. That's so awesome. I love hearing people's journeys of how they got into the space. Like everyone's story is so different, but it, I think there's this commonality of like awareness, like our awareness just keeps, you know, continues to increase and more and more things get thrown at us. So, and I think I've heard you both say this as well. And I follow this uh, thought is there are no coincidences. I heard one of you say that on podcasts. I was like, yes, I love that. I totally agree with that. So circling back, Megan, I'm curious, like your first journey, if you would call it a journey with the Rappe, mm-hmm. um, that sounds pretty intense. Like, I think most people would hear that and be like, I'm not ready for that. No like fucking way. Where like where do you think most people <laughs> should start? I mean, do they do a macrodose of some of mushrooms instead? Do they start with a microdose? Like, I would start I would personally recommend a microdose. Actually, the mushrooms are a lot more gentle than rape is, which is funny. That's true. But uh-huh. that was also what my soul needed. I do not believe that plant medicine of any kind ever gives you more than what you're ready for. I was asking for that energetically. When you think of me being like, I'm a, my energy towards the shaman was I'm a yoga teacher. I can handle this. He said like, do you want a hero's dose? And I was like, sure. Let's just like, he's like, I'm going to blow your mind. I was like, cool, let's do it. 
I was energetically asking for that. Uh, and I got it. So, you know, rape ceremonies are usually, I mean, he even said, I've never seen somebody respond to rape, like rape like that. And I was like, yeah. And even to this day, when I do ayahuasca ceremonies or anything, um, you know, true shamans do rape to clear the field before. That's how you know, actually, you're working with a true shaman in case anybody knows. Clear the field. Uh, so they administer rape. And I'm always the first one puking. I carry crazy energy. I can read people's energy. Um, and I've actually come to find out that I'm an intuitive, like I'm an, an intuitive medical, healer. Like yeah, I medical. can medical intuitive, like I can feel pain in people's bodies. And a lot of times I internalize it in my own. So when you push like rape or something into my field and it like it pushes out all of that energy, a lot of times I throw up because I carry in my solar plexus. Like I always know it's my emotions. If it's in my heart or my brain, if it's somebody else's, it's in my stomach or my solar plexus. So that's often why I'm purge when I'm doing any kind of like plant medicine is because I naturally want to get into people's field and help them. It's partly why we even, you know, a huge part of why we started the company is because it's pretty hard to lie to me because I can, I can feel your field. <laughs> If you invite me in, <laughs> uh -oh. um, so it's, it's one of those things, but in order to do that, I actually have to feel your field. So I'm taking on a lot of your stuff. That's why I always have like a crystal or something on too. It helps quite a bit with that, but you know, that's also why it's to be conscious of intention when you're using plant medicine, like it's amazing to, you know, to, to, to try these things, but you have to be conscious of what you're asking for. And I didn't understand the extent of intention at that point in my life. And when I was energetically asking the universe to blow my mind, it, it answered, it uh, blew your mind. So, you know, yeah. it's nothing to be afraid of. I was, I was asking for it and I'm so grateful for it. It still is one of the most profound experiences of my life, even though it was wild to go through. Uh, and in some ways I, well, Actually, in every way, I've never had mushrooms do that. I've had rape and ayahuasca blow my blow my mind, but mushrooms are always very gentle and kind. So to answer your question, yeah, start with microdosing, 200 milligrams, like golden teacher strain of some kind that's very grounding and very loving. You can't go wrong. Um, mushrooms, and again, using intention, mushrooms are always of the energy, do no harm. Ayahuasca and rape are not, that's not necessarily the case. Uh, but if you're not asking for it, it won't give it to you. And mm -hmm. I, I know that fully. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Point. So I'm, I'm being really called to maybe bring up human design now. Cause you keep mm -hmm. mentioning the projector. I'm sorry, your projector, correct? I'm a projector. Yeah. So for anyone that's not familiar with human design, one, can you give us just a quick overview? But I'm really curious about how you approach microdosing with human design because of our different personality traits and what we're inviting in and just yeah. natural proclivities, how we can mm -hmm. kind of structure intention setting, preparation, and potentially integration based off of these different categorizations. All right. So there's five different energy types. There's a projector, which is what Megan is. Mm -hmm. There is a reflector, which is 0.01% of the population. They reflect back. Their main base wow. is to be a part of communities. They have completely all open centers. Um, they're pure. They actually don't have um, an ego. Well, they have ego center, but their ego, they're a lot of times are super psychic, super connected into the other realms. We've met two 
in our entire lives. Like it, they're, they're very, very rare. Mm -hmm. Um, Projectors like Megan, Megan is, Megan is um, a 0.3% of the population. They actually feel into other people's energetic fields. They're like made to be the coaches. They see everything like the bird's eye view. They're really good at dedicate, like telling people where they should go. Like, Hey, you're really good at this. They see gifts. They see like the pure, like essence of human. And so they're able to be really good at, uh, like, I don't know, you're really, she's a really good project manager. I guess would be a good way to, good way to say it. A lot of times they're they're natural born coaches. They're they like Megan, she's a medical intuitive, but sometimes a lot of times they use their own energy centers to help heal other people because they can feel so much when they're invited. Then we have manifesting generators. So they are a split of the manifester and the generator. They are, I am a manifesting generator. They are about 37% of the population. So they see, they have foresight and they have the power powerhouse behind them to bring it into fruition. Um, a lot of times these individuals are considered like ADHD, ADD. They have like 10,000 projects going on. Sometimes it's for a day. Sometimes it's for their whole life. They're usually, a lot of people will say they're kind of like, they don't have any follow through or they're flaky, but they are, they're, like I said, they're split. Um, Then we have the manifester. The manifester is here to inform us. They're fully open throat chakra and they are here to, they're literally in the other plane. They have all pure foresight. So they see what humanity needs, but they are not an energy source. So they have to be bound with an energy source to be able to bring it into fruition. So that's what brings me to generators. Generators do not have foresight. They are pure powerhouses. They are the ones that you, if you need a project done, generators are going to do it. They are pure, pure energy. Um, And if you've ever met a generator or if either one of you are, they're amazing at getting things done. A lot of times they can be like borderline perfectionists. Um, and they, they struggle with a lot of mind chatter because they just are constantly going, they don't know when to stop. And they, a lot of times suffer from severe burnout, um, just because they don't, they don't have a stop button. They're fun to work with because we get to like, Hey, here's your like break. So you can, you can like step back a lot of, (laughs) yeah, we give a lot of permission to a lot of generators and we actually work with a lot of generators, um, that are suffering severely from severe burnout. You know, they've human design has been a huge part of what we've done because it gives the blueprint, the blueprint to who you are. Um, I know for Megan and I, we complement each other really well because she's not an energy source and I'm an energy source. So she can actually like go to take a nap if she's exhausted because she only wakes up with 30% in her tank. Even after 10 hours of sleep, she's still waking up with only 30%. I'm at like 110. Like I have extra at the end of the the day to burn. And uh, Meg's like, I seven o'clock. She's like, I got to go to bed. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. And and it's really great when you start to like move people into their, their selves with human design and implementing it with microdosing. It really actually allows people to touch soul. They can really look at themselves and be like, wow, like I have so many answers. Like I now literally have an understanding of what chakras are open. I have an understanding of like who I am and I have full permission now to be me. And it's been, it's been a really wonderful tool um, next to, next to psilocybin together. Well, it just, like, we just had a reflector come into our lives and she's been on all sorts of medication. 
And I started talking to her and she, she said, well, you know, I can't make a decision. I said, you're a reflector. Reflectors function off the moon. They're pure feminine energy. So they can't make a decision. They make decisions based off moon phases. So they have to ask a question and wait 30 days. The rest of us don't have to oh do that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's, it's really, they're, they're point one, yeah, they're point one of the percent of the population and doctors are sitting there and putting them on drugs. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like this is just who they are. They're mirrors to all of us. They don't really have the same kind of identity or ego or things like that. But, you know, she's sitting there on Adderall, all, all of these things because she feels like, or did until I told her about human design feels, you know, inadequate or like she should be like the rest of us. And I was like, no, actually you're literally superhuman. Like you're you're so unique and so special and we need reflectors in the world and off drugs because literally mm. can I hire you because you'll show me the flaws that I don't see. Cause projectors and reflectors, like if I can get a reflector in to show me what I'm not seeing, cause I'm seeing a lot of it. But if I have a reflector there to mirror back to me, what I'm not seeing, they're priceless in a community mm. because you will not fail if you have a reflector. But if you have a reflector that's on all of these Western medicines that doesn't believe in themselves and doesn't understand their own gifts, of course, they're going to think that they need to be different than self when in fact they're like, you know, the fairies of society. They really are. They're extraordinary (laughs) beings. But it's really frustrating because they function different than the rest of us. And I understand that to a small scale because our society is built for energy sources. And as a projector, I struggle all the time because I'm like, oh my God, I just don't have the energy. I just wish I was an energy source because projectors are actually the newest um, energy type. They came around in the 1700s, um, but it's not built for us. You know, it's, we're built to go, 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 produce, 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 produce. And that's just not how projectors work. And a reflector has even less than I do. So I understand to a certain amount, but not really what they're going through. And I'm like, wow, if we all were just taught to accept ourselves and love ourselves as we are and not trying to change or take drugs to be different, Uh, And that's what I like about plant medicine. It's like acceptance of self. No, I am who I am. I mean, I grew up with parents telling me that I was lazy and this and that because I'm a projector and I I just was tired more than other kids Um, or I'd have to be invited or this and that. I'd have to be around an energy source. And it's like, wow, we've been beat up our whole lives telling ourselves to be different. If Mm -hmm. we lived in a society and had plant medicine represented there, so it's all about just this is who I am and I am who I am. And I don't really care what anybody else thinks. And by the way, if you're really like in my field judging me, you need to look at what's going on with you. Uh, so it's it's just human design has granted us a lot. You know, even that that one person, you know, she was just like, oh, my gosh, this makes so much sense. Like, yeah, you're a fairy. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, it's like finding like a mermaid or something like, whoa, well, equipment too. And the, the cool thing is, is like. Projectors, reflectors, and manifestors don't have energy. They're not energy. They they aren't. There there's no energy to them. And when you're around them, you're like, they're so chill. And they they're like, yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm gonna go take a nap. And then you've got your mangens and your generators, and there's like no stopping. It's like we're gonna push through. It's like we mm-hmm. had a situation the other day, and I was like answering emails until like six forty five on a Friday night, and Megan is like, oh my god, it's six forty five. I'm like, I got like two more emails. Like I just got to push through. And she's like, I'm good. Like I'm, it's, it's the work week we're done. And, but it's, it's a very, 
But you've got to understand that balance and understanding. I mean, I know I can push through and then I'm exhausted and that's also not healthy too, you know? So you've really got to be able to balance that. And I think plant medicine from what we've, we've experienced, we have watched a lot of people have profound breakthroughs with their energy source and their understanding, like when to stop and when to like take a break and projectors, even the projectors we've worked with, they're like, what? I can nap. This is awesome. Mm, yeah, I, I think the permission, nap. the acceptance, but also the strength of the collective having diversity. It's so important. It's similar yes. to with chronobiology. I don't know if you're familiar with the sleep chronotypes, mm-hmm. like the dolphin mm-hmm. there. I was always upset that I'm a dolphin. I'm a light sleeper. But, you know, ancestrally, I was designed to stay up to protect the tribe. And that's yeah. valuable. If we were yeah. all the same, as you said, we wouldn't have strength. As, well, and it's, and I think, Yeah. And like so many people like this tool is so, I mean, as we build our company, like we literally look at people's human design, like where, what are you, what is your, like, what is your energy source so that we can, or not energy source so we can put you in the best position for you and for us. Like, where do you fit into this puzzle? Because so often you look at like people with burnout, they're in a job that they're not supposed to be. It's not in alignment with their soul. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and if this, taking this and understanding it, I think there's a lot to it, especially in like the new world of post COVID of people, the way they work and changing that whole thing. I'm a dolphin too. And I was like, gosh, cause she sleeps like a bear. Pass I'm a out. bear. I'm a yeah. bear hundred percent. And I'm like, I'm like I wake afraid, up to like anything. Just went through the house. Yeah, huh? I'm like Nicole, wake up. Huh? Where's the honey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a bear like, too. I'm like, what's happening? I heard a noise. Like, yeah. But all the animals are needed. Yep. They are. (laughs) They are. They are. It's, but I loved that. And that's actually, there's another synchronicity there. We've talked about the um, different, what do you call them? The chronotypes? Chronotypes? The sleep chronotype? Um, Yeah. Yeah. Somebody else brought that up to us yesterday. Mm hmm. So this oh. is like becoming a theme. I'm like, hmm, this is interesting. Are we supposed to be looking at this more? So anyway, again, no such thing mm, as Well, and they've also yeah. started doing a lot of new studies that are coming out about night capping with microdosing. So that might be, um, they're really trying to dig deep into insomnia and a lot of sleep disorders where microdosing and psilocybin particularly um, is being used to address these. Mm. Especially, mm-hmm. well, right now, a lot of it is based on, you know, testing, <clears throat> but it'll be very, it'll be very interesting to see what comes out of it because it's all working in the serotonin. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I'll be curious to see about that. So personal question, mm-hmm. <laughs> Lauren and I are both generators nice. and well, I actually I have to be honest. I think I am. I, okay. I am I estimating too. I mean, based off of everything you just said, <laughs> I would be like, hands up, definitely a generator. But my mom is not positive when I was born. Okay. So we're going based off of a 3.30 a.m. Okay. time. But that that's a generator. And then I was like, well, I don't know if that's right. But everything you just said, I'm like, yes. And to be honest, I feel like I am like on the verge of like my third burnout. I don't know how to stop. I don't know how to say no. What would you recommend for someone to do you know, lifestyle things, microdosing? Like, where do you begin? Because I'm definitely guilty of that. And I'm like, the the universe is presenting this to me again for a reason. Like, I have not learned the lesson. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Meg's got a question. My She's question. got a projector. You invited her. Here she comes. Answer a question with a question. <laughs> Who are you trying to please? Oh, everyone. 
So there's your issue. The underlying issue is not that you're a generator. The underlying issue is that you have trauma with people pleasing. So mm. what happens when that happens is that when you have parents that be super ego here, we're going to get into it. When you have parents that are do as I said, because I say so, you create a dictatorship in a family, you create tyranny. And what that does to an adult is it makes an adult that plays games, which is AKA people pleasing, creates children that make decisions because of guilt, shame, blame, sadness. It's a norepinephrine addiction. So you people please because you are addicted to norepinephrine in the brain and there's pain strokes and there's pleasure strokes. Pain strokes are norepinephrine. So if you didn't do what your parents told you to do so, you had to play games to get out of it and playing, playing games is people pleasing. It's anticipating what people want and need and morphing into it. Now, mm. how you get out of that is you start negotiating. People that are stoic and the difference between hedonism and stoic is hedonistic tendencies is material. It means that this is heaven. Stoic people believe that this is the, the, the playground, right? Our souls are here to learn, to evolve. And we have what's called a God box. And when we can't control something or if somebody else is having an issue or there's a problem that we have no power over, we put it in the God box because it's in God's hands. And people pleasers have to learn to stop trying to control other people's emotions. You have to take care of yourself first. You have to put yourself first. And this is feminine energy. Yin energy has been suppressed. And this is why most women that we work with have masculine shields and their nervous systems are jacked because they're in people pleasing. They're giving. Giving is masculine. Give, 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 give. And then you have zero at the end of the day. Yin energy does not fall in love. Yin energy is in love with itself. We fall in love with our yang energy. But we're just women today are their nervous systems, their anxiety, everything going on in their bodies. I'm like, what do you feel? I don't know. Like, I don't what know. does your nervous system feel? <laughs> I don't know. I need to do this. I need to do that. Where are you in all of this? Well, my kids, well, this, well, that. I'm like, learn how to be selfish. Learn how to say no. No is an answer. And people pleasing, been there. I have destroyed my nervous system, my adrenals, all sorts of stuff saying yes when I should have said no. And microdosing really gave me a perspective. Um, and the protocol, what I would suggest is 200 milligrams dose one day, take two days off and dose again. So it's dosing every third day. Fatimans. Fatimans. Yeah. protocol. Yeah. Fatimans protocol. But, the godfather yeah. of it. My suggestion yeah. always is, yen. love yourself. Take a bubble yeah. bath. Learn how to be 100% in you. And then you can, you can help other people. But when you're centered and your yin is fed, when your divine feminine is whole, then you can step forward into the world, into your yang and give. Because yin right? We have yen bodies and yang souls. Men have yen bodies and, uh, or yang bodies and yen souls. So the goal is to connect the body to the soul. And, um, you know, we forget that Th these philosophies are thousands of years old and yet they've been completely suppressed by society because if, you know, we knew about the enema and the enemas, which is the masculine and feminine souls, and we connected the two, we're unfuckable with. We're not people pleasing. We're not doormats. We're not the super ego that's just like, yes, I'm going to do everything. It's realizing that, you know, we're human and we're here to experience joy and we're here to take time for ourselves. 
And we're here to enjoy bubble baths and taking our shoes off and feeling the grass beneath our feet. And that's all feminine. It's air. It's just to be. Uh, but we get so caught up in the material and the bricks and the yang energy and the things that it just becomes painful. And pain is inevitable, but suffering is a choice. And that all comes back to hedonistic or stoic tendencies. And that all goes back to the parents. And when you have nurturing, loving parents that teach you price versus prize, so it's essentially everything has a price and everything has a prize. Are you willing to pay the price? So stoic people always ask for the price or the price and the prize, right? And in doing so, you become an adult that says, I will or I will not. And you do not say sorry. And you do not apologize for who you are. Because saying sorry and apologizing in game playing, you are in complete collapse of self if you're apologizing, if you're people pleasing, because you're not putting your price or prize in the equation. And that's the cost of time. And time is all we really have. And we have forgotten that. And so when you create a child that negotiates, then you get a free loving child that doesn't have the scripting of the parents because the parents realize they're guides. They're not dictators. So the scripting happens when a child is three, but you teach a woman to negotiate at eight and you teach a man to negotiate at 11, just because the male psyche develops a little bit later than the female psyche. We get into that, but yeah, no, people pleasing is, is seriously just how you were parented. And you might have, you probably have wonderful parents, but the thing is that's how they're scripted. And that's what we're trying to change. It's not the ego, it's the scripting. Your ego gets you out of bed in the morning. It's actually extremely important as a human being to have an ego. What you have to kill off is the scripting of the parents and the trauma that lives in your DNA. It's not your ego. Your ego is specific to each person. And we have one, depending on what we came here to do, it's actually extremely important. But when you have ego deaths or things like that in ayahuasca or even taking mushrooms, it's actually the dying off of the negative energy that was forced into you by your parents or learning how to step in and what do I want, need, and desire. And then I can give everybody else what they want, need, and desire. But I come first. Uh, you know, unless you have like an infant or something, you kind of have to step in a little bit differently. But, yeah. you know, it, it's people pleasing is a huge one, especially for women especially for women. Yeah, I'm sure. So. Yeah. And we do have, we do oh, have protocols around it. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, well, thank you for everything comes- you just shared. I <laughs> just like, I'm going to go back and listen to it all again later. Like that was amazing. Thank you. All right, my biohacker friends, you probably already know that Lauren and I are obsessed with everything when it comes to sleep optimization. We are always trying the latest and greatest biohacks and supplements to see what truly works. And when it comes to sleep, there could be a multitude of problems, right? Some people have a hard time falling asleep, staying asleep, maybe even waking up feeling unrefreshed. Does this happen to you all? Because certainly I have dealt with all of these factors. And you have probably heard us talk about Magnesium Breakthrough before on the show, which is by Bioptimizers, and how it's really great for sleep and promoting calmness and relaxation. But what we found out is that the brains behind Magnesium Breakthrough have taken it to the next level with a product specifically designed for sleep. It's called Sleep Breakthrough, and it's a total game changer in the space. Sleep Breakthrough is a delicious pre-bed drink that combines the power of magnesium with other natural ingredients like valerian root to help us fall asleep faster, stay asleep longer, and wake up feeling refreshed. I personally notice that when I take it before bed, I don't wake up at all in the middle of the night, which is really nice because then I wake up feeling much better. 
You can also tune into our recent podcast with Matt Gallant from Bioptimizers, where he shares some of the science behind this new product if you're curious to dive in a little bit deeper. So we highly recommend giving Sleep Breakthrough a try. You can visit sleepbreakthrough.com slash biohackerbabes to check it out. And not only do you get a discount when you use code biohackerbabes10, they are also throwing some amazing free gifts in with your purchase this month. That's why we always love shopping at Bioptimizers. We love the free stuff. So head over to sleepbreakthrough.com slash biohackerbabes. Don't forget that discount code biohackerbabes10 and let us know what you think. Protocols are different for everyone, uh, especially with like severe burnout. You know, we normally like really dig deep into like why. And a lot of times it comes down to people pleasing. Sometimes it comes down to like, you know, we're working with moms that their children are still under 10. So they have to be in their masculine because masculine, right? at that point is giving and they are, you're normally, you know, it, it really, everybody is so different. Um, but a lot of it is coming back to actually teaching people how to use their words because so often we actually have no idea how to use our words. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we have over the course of our working with our mentors and studying a lot of Dr. Eric Byrne and Carl Young, we've actually created scripting to help people be able to make appointments with their significant other, to be able to make space, to be able to have those hard conversations, to ask for what they want. Um, you know, for the masculine to say, hey, I want this. And for the feminine to say, I don't want this. Like, whoa, 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 this is not okay for me. Um, but so often those conversations are so hard to be had because we're in those people pleasing trauma responses in our brains that are like, I mean, Brene Brown, right? She talks about in a couple of her books, like the story in my head. Yeah, that story in your head is real, but that story in your head is 10,000 times worse than what it's actually going to be when you have the proper words to have a conversation that's non-emotional when you're in your rational mind instead of your, your emotions. And so people, you know, a lot of times, especially in society, and we see it right now with social media and everyone is so emotional. I mean, like the me, you turn the news on and like, it gets you like your blood pumping within like the first five minutes. There's a reason why they're doing that. That's psychological. They know what they're doing. We, help people rescript that because we want people to be in their rational minds. They're non, it's non-emotional asking for what you need, what you want and what you desire. And it's that simple. And people will either step in or they leave your life really fast. Um, you learn very quickly who your friends are, who respects your boundaries and who wants to be in your life. And we use, we use microdosing to help with the neuroplasticity in the brain because we're rewiring all those neural networks and they're the neuroplasticity and we're creating new dendrites and we're like doing all this really fun stuff in the brain. And that's the cool thing about magic mushrooms, but we're using, we're using scripting and this whole thing based on per people individually, what they need. And then by the time they're done, they're like, holy cow, this wasn't burnout. This was everything was all bottled up and I felt like I was going to pop. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Yep. I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love that you're combining, I would say, I mean, almost like the mm-hmm. the biochemical side of things, right? You're yes. looking at you know, using the mushrooms for the neuroplasticity, but also doing the coaching. And I think some people are trying to do one or the other. And really right. the combination, I think is where the magic 
is happening. So I love that that's what you guys are doing. Well, right. You, you and, can't have one without the other. That's yeah. the problem is people are microdosing. We have so many people that kind of like, I've been microdosing forever and it's not working. I'm like, yeah, I can't yeah. sleep. My brain hurts. You still have your parents scripting. Yeah. You can't just like, okay, you're, you're still driving a manual car. You have the same gears. Unless I give you six other gears, you're stuck in that scripting. And, you know, people want to take a pill and think that it's going to magically fix them. And I laugh all the time because I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, that's Western medicine philosophy. (laughs) You're programmed. You can't. That's like getting onto my computer and expecting like there to be a whole new program when I haven't downloaded it. So it it, if unless you have new framing, and that's what we did, right? We we we've we've spent 15 years finding the reframing, but it wasn't until we found the mushrooms that actually you know, the neurons that fire together, wire together, that could make the neurons and the neuroplasticity fire better and faster. So it reprogrammed quicker. Did we really see like, oh my gosh, I understand why I've walked through 15 years of this. Like I was creating all the back part of our company and I didn't understand what I was doing. So I was like, why am I so fascinated with psychology? Why am I so fascinated with Carl Jung and Eric Byrne and like all these people? I'm, I'm in aviation, right? I didn't, I didn't have any reason, but I was fascinated. I spent hours reading about it. And then lo and behold, the universe had a plan. Boom, here we are. And now it makes sense because we had all the framing. And then it was like, as soon as we were ready to step into psychedelics and to really see their potential, right? The third wave was finally coming. I was like, and people think that there's not a plan. (laughs) Like, Anybody that does not believe in the universe being intelligent and that our souls have a journey and that there's a power greater than yourself, I I don't even know how to talk to them because, you know, I've been there. I've had my moments where I'm like, well, I don't really know if God has time for me, but I always believed in a God of some form. But now the connection that really the divine has in your day-to-day life gets more and more profound the more open you are to it. And psychedelics really show you that God's within you and that he's been there every step of the way or she or whatever. Uh, And it is just, it's magic. It makes life magical. It's like even the pain, even the like the suffering, you're like, but I feel, and that's amazing. And it still sucks, but like I can hold space and be in it and realize like, wow, this is what it is to be alive. It's what it is to be human. And it's all beautiful. And it doesn't have to be suffering because suffering is programming. And, you know, they don't want us. That's why they took psychedelics away. They didn't want us to have spiritual awakenings because once you have a spiritual awakening and you realize this is all a game and it all depends on your thoughts and how you're energetically interacting with the universe and you can have whatever you want, then the game changes for the 1% and they don't have a slave race anymore because we're all in this together and they can't pit people against each other and they like epigenetics becomes a thing and disease goes away and the mind becomes this powerhouse of all of the things and there's just love and that's what we're birthing here and they can't stop it they used to kill mm-hmm. people off that were having spiritual awakenings and now it's happening so quick mm-hmm. and and you know they shut down the whole thing and they thought we're going to control people what they did is actually woke up way more people than they ever could have thought Right. So many people fell into depression, but there were so many people that had an awakening and were open to things. I mean, we were one of them. I wouldn't have been open to this if they hadn't locked me up for three months. 
And they hadn't taken my job. And take my job. (laughs) (laughs) But we're so much better off now, right? That was such a like sad, painful thing to go through. And now, you know, that pain has turned into one of the best things that ever happened. Well, we had choice in it. It was choice. Which way, which way do you go? Well, of course. Do you grow or do you go back? Yeah. Yeah. I had a very similar experience. I had that pain. I... Mm -hmm. I guess you could say I had a choice. My job yeah. was taken away from me because I chose one thing, which yeah. I felt like there was no other way. There was just no other. There was no way I was saying. choosing the other thing. Yeah. I know what you know. I know Good that you know what you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's so necessary. And this, I mean, the pain is necessary to our growth. And we've been conditioned to think that we should be comfortable all the time, which we could totally rabbit hole on like, Comfort versus discomfort and how, you know, we all have AC, just like physical comfort with air conditioning, heat, but also emotional comfort. And I just think it's so necessary. I'm I'm just so curious, like the the first wave had an end of the story. The second wave had an end of the story. I'm so curious, what will there be an end to the third wave or where obviously there's going to be resistance and boundaries at some point, but there's still good and there still is forward motion no matter what. What do you see? Well, we hope I'm the just, pharmaceuticals. I'm putting, it, I'm putting it out there. The pharmaceuticals will fall, yeah. and it's partly because what they were forcing people to do, and the 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 suffering that will come out of what they were what they were forcing. You know, they made a bunch of money and did a bunch of things, and it will be their downfall. You know, you reap what you sow, and you know whether you're dark, light, up, down. I don't really care, but karma's a thing, and you cannot escape it. It's not one of those things where you can just sidestep what you've done. And in the past, you know, I think that a lot of people have been able to sidestep karma until their next life, but that's not what's happening energetically. And Saturn just went into Pisces. Pisces rules psychedelics, but Pisces also rules Western medicine and pharmaceuticals and all of those things and Saturn's karma. And plant medicine has done nothing wrong. So it, we will see the rise and it will change the landscape of mental health. And you have all these humans coming in that have just like mm-hmm. us, we were asked and, you know, I am humbled every day that we were even asked to be a part of all of this. We were called and we stepped in um, and it was illegal when we started doing this. And there was all of these things and people were telling us we we're going to end up in prison. And my response to that was, I don't care. Because the government had no right to make something that grows out of the earth illegal. People can drink. I mean, there's a reason they call it spirits. They can smoke. They can do all of these things. And yet the most magical things, one of the most magical things on the planet are illegal. Like I'm willing to stake my life against this. Like I would give, I would give my life for that. And, you know, it ended up legalizing in Colorado. It wasn't even on the ballot when we started this company. It wasn't even a thought. We just didn't care. Uh, you know, it's incredible you, how fast it's moved in your it state. moves so, it's, but that's the mass consciousness, right? That's what Carl yeah. Jung talked about. And it's, it's having people that are willing to stand against everything because they believe in something, uh, you know, and there's so many people that, that inspired us to do it. You know, it's like, you have to stand up for what's right. You can't stand up you know, for the government and everything else, just because it's a law doesn't make it right. And we lived our lives like follow the rules, do this, do that. And always been a little bit rebellious uh, in a few ways. And 
you know, when you find something that you know can change, has not only changed your life, but will change other people's, that's what people need to start doing. They need to start seeing the good and start standing up for it, no matter what the ramifications are, because that's the only way the world changes. That's the only way mental health heals is that people see truth and they fight for it. And it doesn't have to be this physical thing where you're like, I'm going to you know, physically fight you. It's just energetically like, no, like I, I don't agree with that. And I'm standing in my truth. And that's where all of this is headed. And that's why there is no stopping this next movement um, in psychedelics, because what like John Hopkins and everything are coming out with what people are experiencing firsthand from one microdose is just like, it's that there, I, I don't know anybody that hasn't microdosed or hasn't done mushrooms or any sort of plant medicine where they don't have a huge shift to where they're like, I don't even care. It, you just lose all cares about what some thing that we put faith in. The government only exists because we put faith in it, just like money or anything else. And if we just say no, and everybody simply is just like, nope, this is going to be a part of my life now, they don't stand a chance. And we're going to see Western medicine fall, like, well, the pharmaceuticals. I think Western medicine surgery and things like that is remarkable and super important, saves tons of lives, but there's no stopping this wave. It's moving faster than they even know what to do with. I mean, conservative states that you would never even dream of having, I mean, it's just like Australia just fully legalized. They didn't even, they didn't even vote for anything. The whole thing just. Yeah. Like it was in February. Yeah. But it's really interesting. So like the first wave, right. Was like, we could go all the way back. If you like really want to talk about like the psychedelic movement, like they really pushed to get rid of poppy, like um, opioids with the Chinese that were the Chinese immigrants. And then like the second wave, they started getting all this science behind it. And they were like, holy shit, this stuff works. Like, okay, wait, we got to slow this down because there was so much happening but there was also so much persecution that had already happened against plant medicine. They attacked the Native Americans for using peyote because they couldn't westernize them. That's why they took it away. And actually, they almost didn't take it away had it not been for Nixon stepping in and being like, whoa, war on drugs in the 70s. And then we all know how that played out because here we are, yeah. the children of the, you know, the next dare. generation of dare. I actually have a vintage dare shirt that I wear now so and good. I laugh every time I put it on because I'm like, ha this is so great. But I remember the horrible videos they would show us of like your brain melting and like all this awful, like programming messed up stuff. But the second wave was this, like all of these individuals that stepped in that were like, no, like there was, you know, Leary, he died in the name of psychedelics. There's Bill Wilson. He got kicked out of AA, his own freaking program, because he was like, LSD is the next, the 13th step. This is how we heal addiction. And he was shunned. Um, You know, even Maria Sevilla, and now she wasn't in the 70s, but she was the godmother of mushrooms. She She was shamed by her own people for having this plant medicine. And now it's like, okay, there it's happening so fast. And the beautiful thing about, I think, what's happening now is that there's there's generational trauma that wants to be healed around this. And people are stepping in because in the 70s and 80s and 90s, the pharmaceuticals took over with Ritalin. They took over with all of these SSRIs. They started pushing them on people. You know, I remember when my mom was diagnosed with bipolar. First thing they put her on was lithium. Okay, lithium is one of the most dangerous drugs out there and is now actually not even on the market. What the hell? But they made a lot of money from it. Now, 
Do people actually need some of these pharmaceuticals? Possibly, but they put them out there without all of the testing and they keep doing this over and over and over again. Yet now psychedelics, they're testing them, they're testing them, they're testing them. And guess what's happening over and over and over again. They're proving to be better and better and better with every new test they do. Every new scientific research that comes out, half of these doctors are like, oh shit, we keep like, we, we keep trying to debunk our hypothesis, but yet we keep proving it like 10 times over. I mean, the John Hopkins research that just came out about addicts, two macro doses, and we have an 87% sobriety within six months. That's, that's amazing. Wow. Was that with AA mushrooms? can't do that. That's with mushrooms. That's with, mushrooms. That's with wow. people macro dosing two times, two to 4.5 grams in a clinical setting. So they went into having the headphones and their mask and their blanket with a trip setter. They came out 87% of them now, six months post are still sober. All of the participants had been in rehab centers from anywhere between 30 and 90 days going the Western traditional way um, with hospitalization and everything and could not stay sober. And now here we are. So it is um, the third wave. I get really passionate about this because I'm like the plant medicine just and the the addiction, the addiction, the, the what it's helping addicts do and the breakthroughs that they're having just on one or two macro doses. I mean, we've even had people come to us that are like, I think I'm an alcoholic. I'm not sure, but I want to do your program because I want to like seek this. And within like three weeks of microdosing, they're like, I have no desire to even touch alcohol. I don't want to smoke weed. I don't, I, they're like going outside, they're meditating. They're like, Holy wow. Like I had no idea. And we're like, yeah, it's when you start to like do the work and work with the plant, like it's, well, you, it's fascinating. You, there's no side effects and you no. script the brain because yep. addiction is in game playing. It's not in stoic negotiation behaviors and, mm. you know, the drama triangles that go on. You're either a victim, rescuer, or prosecutor, right? And victimhood is addiction. And this like Dr. Stevens has this whole drama triangle that plays out. And it's when I looked at it for the first time, I was like, I've oh. been all great. <laughs> mm. um, we're going yeah, to learn to. I learned a similar one. It was a victim, villain, and villain. Same thing. Yep. Yeah. Same yeah. idea. Yeah. Similar. Yeah. Yep. I'm like, yeah. oh man, it's where so... am I right now? Yeah. And then like the little scripting, yes. you're like, ooh, I was doing that. I just mommed you. My bad. I got to go make amends. Like I need to go like <laughs> clean up my stuff. <laughs> wow. The things I do so I don't have to look at myself. Yeah. Like yeah. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Such a good tool. Man, yeah. A beautiful the distractions. Tool. Yeah. I mean, we can use all of this as a distraction. So what is the intention going into it? Because just like we started out, um, Nicole, you said you were using cannabis to check out. And I think it's very, very easy to do that with any of these medicines. Absolutely. So I'm curious to kind of round things out. I'm curious Mm -hmm. from a behavioral and nutritional side, because we know there's such Mm -hmm. a a vicious cycle with Mm -hmm. neuroinflammation, like uh, neuroinflammation or mental health really is a neuroinflammatory disorder. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And we know that trauma, isolation, ancestral trauma can lead to inflammation, but there's also environmental and nutritional Absolutely. factors here. So how are you coming into this through uh, a nutritional lens or I, I guess, how are you supporting your clients in this way? Because potentially we can't get into neuroplasticity if we're stuck in this neurotoxic, vicious cycle. Have you ever heard of the Greek mythology of Psyche? She was Eros's wife. Mm-mm. I have to get this. Tell us. Psyche 
which modern day psychology, psychiatry, all of it's named after. She was the goddess of mind, body, and soul. If you don't have one, you don't have the other. And our entire program, if you have not heard her mythology, it's beautiful. Go buy the book Mythos. We listen also, to we it. A podcast on it's it a too. beautiful. She was a human. And then she actually married Eros because he fell in love with her on accident. And uh, it's a whole beautiful <laughs> story. It's a goddess, whole beautiful love story. She was the goddess of mind, body, and soul. And so we start with the body because you are absolutely right, Lauren. If you do not have a healthy body, forget getting into the mind. Uh, and we work in Dr. Eric Berg was my mentor when I lived out in DC. He lives in Arlington, Virginia. And, you know, he believes in the different body types, find the weakness in the body, right? Men usually have like liver or adrenal body types, women, um, you know, pancreas or ovary. You can also have adrenal body types. You can be more than one or thyroid. And so the five different body types, four main ones, um, but pancreas body type is the fifth and it's getting more and more common because of diabetes because people just eat all the time and they eat sugar or, you know, there's so much estrogen in our environment and, and estrogen is insulin reactive. So our bodies are so sick and you see this with the whole, like, I actually fully support healthy bodies, but I do not support obesity and I do not support anorexia. And I believe that they're the same thing, just on the opposite end of the spectrum and people running around, you know, 15 year olds that are 250 pounds. And they're like, I love my body. Da, 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 da. I'm like, you're killing Without yourself. The, the stress on your heart is in trouble. No. You know, also yeah, the whole, no. you know, in the nineties, it was like heroin skinny, not right either. Yeah. Same thing. Ice now, and cigarettes. We're just an yeah. extremist society. And I'm like, no, why don't we just put like normal sized women on covers? And it's always jacking with the feminine. And I'm like, of course it is. Because if the feminine's a mess and the feminine is what challenges the masculine and makes the masculine step in, the whole society's in chaos. We destroyed the feminine Feminist is competing with the masculine, which shouldn't even in, look where we're at right now. And, you know, and our children are at, in um, in huge jeopardy right now. I won't say anything else, but, you know, it's all about the children. And I, I get mm -hmm. really mad about this uh, because a society that's not protecting the children when society is about raising children messes with my soul, not my heart, my soul in a way that I cannot even explain. Uh, and that's why I think we're such on a war path with this because it's, we have to do something. It's not even like, a, oh, okay, I might do this. I'm like, if I don't do this, my soul's going to die because I can't watch this um, and just stand on the sidelines. But people have got to get their bodies under control. Forget even, I mean, 90% of our serotonin is made in our stomachs and people's guts are, if you're heavy, your gut is a mess. And then the parasites and all of the stuff going on, get it under control, yeah. you know, and the first step to discipline is what you eat, what you put into your body, forget discipline on any other and your mind or anything else. If you can't even control what you eat. And if you're not looking at that, then forget it, you know, and just, you know, obviously women intermittent fast a lot less than men, but we have to have periods where we're not consuming things. So our pancreases can relax. You know, we can sleep better when our stomachs aren't full but there's just this constant consuming of food, of, you know, TV, uh, everything is just like fiendish and it's like hedonistic, just like how much can I have? How much can I take? How much, you know, and they do that with plant medicine, with alcohol, with drugs, with like sex, with, you know, don't get me started on hookup culture and how bad that is for your psyche and you your were, body. I thought you were going to go porn addiction, but you went well, hookup culture that way. <laughs> hookup culture. 
It destroyed. It's just <laughs> mm-hmm. hookup culture. Yeah, has destroyed the feminine, and it's destroyed and the, the masculine. masculine in doing so. And I used to be a part of it. I am so guilty. I was brainwashed thinking like, oh well, women can have sex without feelings. Bullshit. Not We're true. not meant to. And you know that's also disrespecting your body, and that would send me into anorexic phases and all sorts of stuff or overeating. I mean, you have the the three of those things go together, and you can't separate one from the other. If you're not serving your body and your mind, then forget even knowing your soul. And if you're not serving your soul, then forget your mind and body. Like it's, I love Greek mythology and part of me really believes that it's true. I don't know whether it happened here or wherever, but it's weird now that I listen to it as an awakened soul, how much that actually relates to human beings and even what's going on now. If you, even if you look at the um, Marbahara, yeah, um, Marbahara, the, you know, Bhagavad like Gita. the Bhagavad Gita, things like it's been around weird. For a long time. I'm like, okay, all of these cultures have gods. All of these cultures have these crazy stories that are weirdly similar. Like Shiva's massive. The Titans were massive. Like you start to get these themes. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so you're telling me that all these people came up with, and again, I don't have the exact answers, but all I know is mind, body, and soul try to start being intentional about all three and just cut out sugar step one like <laughs> you know that 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 is we actually consider that an addiction when we go through like whether people are addicts or things in our program if you're addicted to sugar that's a mind altering chemical you're an addict and i don't know many people i used to be a sugar addict i've never been an alcoholic never really been a drug addict but i was a sugar addict and i was always skinny because I just have a fast metabolic rate, but I was totally addicted to sugar. And when I came off of it, I had a migraine for like five days. That stuff is so addictive, mm. but we're big, big, yeah. big on. Yeah. It's a big part of our program. Yeah. Feeding um, the body what we are, which is fats and protein. And I think it's the biggest pushback we get. Yeah. People, people push back so hard. Like, what do you mean? I'm like, you can't eat that. Like, I mean, you can, Well, but yeah. you're going to like, that's not ugh, like you yeah. have the choice. You hundred percent have the choice, but it's going to be something where like, you may not get the results you want because we're working directly in the serotonin receptors in the stomach. Like we got to get your gut figured yeah. out. Um, but yeah, the food is the, the body, the, the body holds so much trauma and like, you know, the body keeps score, right? great book where they've actually gone in and done all the scientific research behind it. And the, you know, the DNA trauma, which I think is, is kind of changing a little bit, but you know, at the end of the day, a lot of these people that come to us, they just are constantly consuming. It's a consumption and slowing them down, being able to actually help people slow down to be able to actually recognize what they're eating because so many of them are well back to programming. They were programmed based on the old, the old pyramid the old, um, the food pyramid. And so that's in their head. They actually think that a lot of these things are really good for them still. And so when we're pushing up against that, what was once a program, we get hit with resistance, but then once they start to actually implement it and our, it's not difficult. We just ask like, Hey, easy on the sugar, easy on the caffeine, like try your absolute darnest to please stop eating processed foods and fats and protein. But it's also the pushback on fats. Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get fat because of the whole movement that was behind fats make you fat, you know? And so, you know, it, it's a it's a beautiful dance, right? And the psilocybin helps like kind of reprogramming this, but they also start to realize how much better they feel. 
Right. And mm-hmm. they have tone, they can actually touch their nervous system because they don't have all this excessive inflammation. Like you were, you know, what you were coming looping back around on the inflammation, you know, so many of people walking around, you can just see the inflammation in their bodies. You can just see how much pain they're in. And if it's in your body, it's in your brain, it's in your soul. Like that is, we got to get that down. And we've got, you know, as a society, we're inflamed. I mean, the consumption and the trauma and everything, you know, I think in right now, it's a, it's a great time to really, for everybody to like, look at, look at the inflammation around you. Cause it's not just in your body. It's, it's everywhere. It's, it's all over. It's, it's everywhere. Agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good quote yeah. right there. Our society yeah. is inflamed and you're right about the consumption and that's such a hedonic yeah. orientation. We're not taught to seek meaning and a holistic pursuit of like enlightenment and a good life and delayed gratification and doing things that are meaningful. We're just taught to feel good right now. And if you're not, then, oh my God, <laughs> yeah, life is right, scary. Right. Well, and it's, it's that, constant, scary. that constant seeking, you know, we like, we help people like, Hey, we're going to be on, you're going to be on psilocybin. Like we work with it for 12 weeks, but that our end goal is actually to get you into meditation and to get you in touch with your nervous system. Like we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't want you to be doing this forever. Like we don't want you to rely on us. We don't want you to rely on anything to get that feeling because we're actually working in the brain. We're working with something that's non-addictive and we've, we've scientifically proven it's not addictive. So mm-hmm. if you say you're yeah. addicted to psilocybin, you got to look at that because you're actually yeah. chemically not addicted to it. Like that's impossible according to science. Well, it's a crutch, <laughs> yeah. but we teach people that meditation is the end goal and that's what we have found ourselves. I've had more insane and meaningful energetic exchanges in meditation than I ever have on plant medicine, which yes. is saying something meditation like, and breath I never believed yeah. that I had mentors tell me you don't need plant medicine, just go sit in meditation. And I'm like, BS. And then when I really started to be able to sit still and surrender, holy heck, what came through was weirder than anything. On, and I think it's just it's not really weirder, but it's just more profound because there's nothing in your system. You're just yeah. like, whoa, this it's is trust. happening and it's all of trust. this is real. So what I'm seeing on plant medicine and what's happening on plant medicine is real, but I can do it without it. And yeah. that's the main goal is to awaken the divine within us all. That's why they're here. They're just a stepping stone. And had I not ever used plant medicine, my meditations would not be like that. They assisted me in evolving quicker. And that's what we're here to help teach people is give them the tools that we have been given in order to step into their own divinity because we are all divine creatures and you don't need anything outside of yourself. But there are tools that you can use, especially in today's world when there is so much programming to deprogram and then reprogram into the self that you came here to be and the self that you are in all of its beauty and all of its divinity, because straight down to your every hair, the way you look, the way you act, everything is divine. God is in all of it. And that was part of my ayahuasca ceremony was you don't own anything. Everything's been lent to you down to what you look like, every strand of hair, every piece or like every skin cell, everything is divine. And you're borrowing it in order to be a messenger for good. What are you going to do with it? And it's just like, I just remember waking up and being like, whoa, like this is nuts. Like God is in every single cell in my body. Like what does that make me capable of? But also why have I ever been afraid? If every piece of me is divine, what is fear? 
it does, it like literally doesn't mean anything. And when you realize that fear is just a programming, it's a fallacy. There's nothing to be afraid of because anything that happens, there's no such thing as coincidence. And you take the fear out of things and love replaces it. You're like, wow, every person, every being, everything is magic. And it makes just even just sitting in a room and breathing amazing. And it's better than any drug you'll ever do. Cause it's like, this is a trip, like this is a trip in itself to even be human. If you knew how many souls were waiting to come here and have this experience, you would never be sad about anything. And that's what I love about plant medicine is that it gives you a reference to really understand just what a gift it is to even be alive because you, you, you really, you won essentially a lottery to even, especially to be here right now. I mean, we're going through something that the world's never seen and the souls that get to be here are, are so lucky. Like it's kind of a pain. Mm -hmm. We're like, what is actually going to happen? Writing history but it is, on it's, a soul level. it's cool. It's really, really cool. We're rewriting what it is to be human. Freaking. Oh, yeah. That. Drink that awesome. in. Beautiful yeah. perspective. My God. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And thank you for oh, looping God. back to that because, I mean, that's our goal too. And we wholly believe in this. We want to empower people to be able to do this on their own. I think there's just so much chaos. There's so much inflammation. There's so much noise. But yes, just the purity of being and love is just so powerful. So thank you for all the work that you're doing. And thank you for sharing all of your wisdom and gifts today. This is really special. We love it. I mean, especially sisters. There's also something very energetically special fun. about that. Because that, we've actually never been on a podcast with sisters. So like the energy. Not us either. Yeah. I know the it's sister fun. bond is like sacred. It's yeah. so yeah. sacred. There's no words for it. There really isn't. I couldn't do any of the work that I came here to do without her. Like where everyone's like, how do you work with she your sister? She was supposed to I'm take like, this lifetime off for the record. She got called in because I was like, no, 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 no. You're getting your ass down <sighs> Not here. doing it without you. Yeah, that, she was, I'm yeah. assuming that is our fate as well. I could not yep. possibly do this life without her. I was no. like, not going to happen. No, no way. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how siblings don't like each other because I'm like, I know. Like, you work with your sister. I'm like, I, I couldn't, I literally couldn't and I like her. function in this company without her. Well, and people I always ask say. us, I don't know about you guys, but people always ask us, they're like, you guys don't fight? I'm like, no. They're I mean, like, wait, seriously? I'm we like, have tips. I mean, I'll call her out. She'll call me out. And then like five <laughs> minutes later, we're like, high five. Let's go get Starbucks or go get coffee or go for yep. a walk or something. Like it's. <laughs> it's not, yep. Yep. It's but they say. checking you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But they say don't work with family. Oh. Mm. Yep. I can oh, argue that. Shit. I bet we could argue that. Yeah. I yeah. Think you it's can work been with the best. Any, anybody yeah. if you have proper boundaries and communication, because yeah. it's just people can't communicate. Yeah. And that's what we teach people how to do. It's like everything comes back to relationships and everything comes back to communication. Cause that's why you end up on a therapist couch, a psychiatrist couch. It's either coming out in your relationships. And if it's coming out in your relationships, it's coming, it's your communication skills. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People don't know how to communicate. They don't know how to negotiate. Yeah. They don't know how to fight for love and not power everybody's on a power trip. And I'm like, who cares? So you win. What does that get you? You're not, you're fighting for power. You're not fighting for love. Fight for love. It's way better. What, what is yeah. life without love? Yeah. Who cares if you have the world, if there's not love in it, like, what is the point of that? And when you say that to people, they're like, that's actually, that we just named our, we have a course <laughs> coming out on relationships and that's the name of it. And like, when we down, like when that download came through, Megan was like, oh my gosh, I'm like, we're going to like, People are going to be so mad at us. They're going to be like, I love this, but what? 
I'm confused. Because <laughs> everybody's on a power it's trip. Good to we make were... people a little mad. Yeah, it's so yeah, fun. It like, I'm like, well, because we were taught to take them a little. We were taught to accomplish. We were all raised as little boys. Compete, accomplish. What did you accomplish today? What grades did you get? That's all masculine energy. Yes, masculine like, framework for how sure. How do you feel? I live that. <laughs> What's going on in your world? Like, who made you feel good today? What made you feel good? I'm like, that's fighting for love. When you ask the feminine, how are you feeling? I'm like, oh my gosh. When somebody first asked me that, because my parents raised us as little boys, I was like, what? What do you mean? What's what a feeling? Mean? What are feeling? I was what like, are I, feelings? I, I don't know. Act? I like, <laughs> I know how to spell it. <laughs> I flew to Dubai today. <laughs> right. That's like, what I did. I, I ate this and I did this and I went here. <laughs> Yeah, like, look at all the things yeah. I've done. Like, yeah. who yeah. cares? It's true. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a wild. Well, life. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for all that. Well, I know we have to wrap up, but maybe you can just leave our audience with one final tip, something they could start doing today, maybe to support this movement or just to support their overall health. It can be whatever first comes to mind. I would say, okay, so I normally would give you a health tip, but because of the current way legislation is pushing, if this at all resonates in your soul, and maybe you may not do the work yet or have worked in plant medicine, but get involved with legislation, like start doing your own research because there's a lot of information out there that's trying not to pass this, but it's moving so quickly, but to start researching, um, start asking questions, just get curious is my biggest thing to tell people, even with your health, whether it's your mental health, your physical health, your soul health, just get curious and this movement is coming whether you like it or not. So, you know, start, start getting curious about it. <laughs> love Ready that. Ready or not. Here I come. Yep, no. Exactly. Um, and I would say do something to fall in love with yourself because everything comes back to your relationship with yourself and how much you love yourself. You can only love um, other people, things, anything as much as you love yourself. So do something today to fall in love with yourself again, because we weren't taught that and it needs to come back to love. Love is the answer to everything. And it's the only thing more powerful than hate or anything. If we actually can birth love onto this plane, the world will change in so many beautiful ways that we can't even comprehend. And that's what we came here to do is to find love again. So start falling in love with you. And then the rest of it shows up. I promise it was that simple. Yeah. Yeah. I love love that. (laughs) Thank you. You are amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Gratitude. Where can our audience find more of you? So we have our main page, which is Zenchronicity, Z-E-N-C-H-R-O-N-I-C-I-T-Y underscore sisters on Instagram. We have the podcast Instagram that's separate, Zenchronicity underscore podcast. We're currently in season two. We are all doing psychedelic stories. So anybody that has been willing to open up, talk about ketamine, ayahuasca, psilocybin, all their profound healings from all walks of life, from moms to vets. Um, it's just been a really fun season to jump into. And um, our website is zenchronicity222.com. You can find everything on there about Megan and I, our history, where we come from, how to get a hold of us. And then if you are curious about being a part of the program, 
You can apply directly on our website under one-on-one coaching. It's all on there. Our website is currently facing a facelift. So if there is something that you cannot find, um, we're currently uh, having an individual completely rebuild it. So right now it's kind of like in the bones. It's getting uh, it's getting a full facelift. So if there's something you cannot find, please feel free to chat us or DM us on social media. We run our social media. So you are talking to either one of us. And uh, we just believe in that being that we don't want you to talk to a robot. I think that's weird. Um, but that's how you get a hold of us directly. Awesome. Thank you for that. So we'll link to all of that in the show notes for today's episode. So it's easy for everyone to follow you. And I highly recommend it. I just, I can't say it enough. I love what you guys are doing and I can feel your love and energy through the computer. So thank you. Thank well, you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. It's been really, it's been so much fun. And thank you for what you guys do. Yes. You're you're part of this fight and I love to meet, especially sisters. Cause you know, there's synergy there, but <laughs> yeah. Um, that are so you much know, on, on the right team is what I'll say and fighting mm-hmm. for the good, the good in the world. So thank you for what you do yeah. too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right. Thank we'll you. all keep fighting on. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in. We will see you next time. Hey, biohackers, thank you so much for staying until the end. And because you did, we have a very exciting announcement. For the next 90 days, we are giving free access to our seven-day Biohacker Babes Challenge. Each day includes a quick nutrition video, workout of the day, and actionables to keep you on track as we move further away from the new year. This is a great time to reinvest in your resolutions and bring a friend along for the ride. The offer will only be available for these 90 days or until the end of April. To access this challenge for free and to invite a friend, scroll down to the show notes and click the link. We will make sure you can't miss it. Happy biohacking. Love this episode of the Biohacker Babes podcast? Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We truly appreciate your support. Until then, happy biohacking. This podcast offers health, fitness, and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult with your physician or health care professional.